Psalms 98.1 through 101.8 Devotional Focus Verse Moses and Aaron among his priests, and Samuel among them that call upon his name, they called upon the Lord, and he answered them. Psalm 99.6 When God's people call upon him in a time of need, he responds. A veteran pastor of the apostolic faith work in Norway, Odd Bruval, often testified about God's answers to his prayers at various times in his life. One such instance occurred after he was injured while working on a church project in Tromso. Brother Bruval and some of the men from the congregation were expanding the church there and they needed to build a retaining wall against the neighbor's house. He related, I was working alone on a big scaffold, lifting blocks, when I slipped and fell, injuring my back. I was in terrible pain. X-rays were taken and it was found that my back was broken and the spinal cord and nerves were severely damaged. The doctors could do very little. They said I would always have a stiff back because it could not be repaired. I told my wife, Solvig, that I believed the Lord would heal me. But as time went on, the pain grew worse and worse, and it was difficult for me to sleep. The church people prayed for me many times, but nothing seemed to help. Then one Sunday evening, after almost everyone had gone home following the service, I felt I could not stand the pain anymore. Those who were still there anointed me and prayed for me again. Satan told me, that they had prayed for me before and nothing had happened and nothing would happen this time. But I heard a tender voice saying, you believe and you will see the glory of God. I held my hands up and said, Lord, I believe I have been healed now. At that exact instant, I was healed. It was as if I instantly received a brand new back. That was 15 years ago and I have never had pain in my back since. God did the job well. Like Moses, Aaron, Samuel, and the others referenced in our focus verse, who call upon his name, Brother Bruval proved that God does answer prayer. That fact is substantiated by many scriptures, as well as the personal experiences of believers through the ages of time. However, we should understand that the God of the universe is not under any obligation to say yes to every prayer. That actually is a good thing considering man's lack of understanding and wisdom compared to God's. Sometimes he may not answer in the way we hope or expect. And while we all want immediate answers, there may be times when we must wait in faith before the Lord until the answer comes, as in Brother Bruval's case. God knows what is best for us in each circumstance that we face. If we bring Him our petitions with true willingness to accept whatever answer He sends, we can be assured that He will answer according to His will. Background Information Psalm 98 Psalm 98, with its theme of God's mercy and salvation, has the same opening and closing verses as Psalm 96. The author is not identified. The Hebrew word translated psalm 
in the title is Mizmor, which literally means to make music and probably indicates this psalm was to be sung with instrumental accompaniment. As in Psalm 96, reverence is made to a new psalm. In this case, the theme of praise to the Lord is developed in ever-increasing dimensions. First, it is to occur in Israel, see verses 1 through 3. Then in all the earth, see verses 3 through 6. And finally, in all of nature, see verses 7 and 8. The phrase, all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God, see verse 3, is an example of what Bible scholars term the prophetic perfect tense, which is used when the prophesied event is spoken of as having already happened. Another example of this is found in Isaiah 9.6, where seven centuries before the advent of Christ, his birth is spoken of in the past tense. The instrument identified in verse 6 as a cornet is the shofar. It is translated in other scriptures as a trumpet or ram's horn and was blown in a variety of situations to call worshipers to Jerusalem, see Isaiah 27:13, during coronations, see 1 Kings 1:34, to signal an attack of the enemy, see Judges 3:27, to announce important news, see 1 Samuel 13:3, and during holy celebrations such as the Day of Atonement, see Leviticus 25.9. Psalm 99. Psalm 99 is classified as a hymn to the God of holiness. It points to God's holiness in power, in justice, and in mercy, with each section concluding with a statement about God's holiness. See verses 3, 5, and 9. Like other psalms in this grouping, the author is not cited. The phrase, he sitteth between the cherubims, see verse 1, is an allusion to God's throne. While royal thrones of the ancient east were usually made from wood, overlaid with precious metals, inlaid with gems, God's throne was portrayed as a living entity, which is positioned above the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant. Cherubim are divine or angelic beings who are involved in sacred work before God. They are generally described as winged creatures with feet and hands. Psalm 100 Similar to Psalm 95 in theme, Psalm 100 probably was sung by worshipers as they traveled in festive procession to the temple. Some regard it as the doxology or concluding hymn of praise in the collection of royal psalms which begin with Psalm 95. The gates and courts in verse 4 refer to God's house, the place of public worship. The admonition to enter into his gates with thanksgiving may indicate that the worshipers brought a thanksgiving offering and accompanied its presentation with praise to God. Three distinct reasons are given for worship. He is God, implying a renunciation of all other gods. He that hath made us, and thus we are dependent upon him for everything. And we are his people, 
those who are called to be his own and thus are the objects of his tender care. Psalm 101 Psalm 101 was written by David as a resolution of how he would conduct himself, his household, and his kingdom in the sight of God. It was likely composed around the time that he came to the throne and states the overall policy that he planned to put in place. It also affirms David's purpose to maintain moral integrity and to rule righteously. The word translated perfect, see verse 2, means without a blemish or defect. This term is also used in scripture to describe God's blameless character, suggesting that man should strive toward the goal of resembling God. In the following verses, David specified how he resolved to do this. He would not look with pleasure on things displeasing to God. When judging the people, he would not listen to any who slander their neighbors or were proud. Within his household and government, those who tarry in my sight, he would not hire those who plotted or lied, but would seek out people who were upright and faithful. He would daily, an alternate translation of early, seek out and punish those who committed wicked acts within his kingdom. Conclusion Just as God answered the prayers of godly men of old, he will answer our prayers when we come to him in faith and submission.